Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mind, Body, Spirit, Warrior Podcast. Topics are going to be on mental, physical, and spiritual health. Please keep in mind this is not medical advice and for educational purposes only. Please see your primary care physician before you make any lifestyle changes. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Mind, Body, Spirit, Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, John Kelly, and for the first episode, I'd like to introduce myself and why I talk about the subjects of mental, physical, and spiritual health. Now, at a very young age, I was very interested in first aid. I was 12 years old, and I was a Boy Scout, and I first learned how to do emergency aid, an emergency first aid response. That kind of got me interested in the health fields, and after that, it just kind of bloomed from there slowly throughout my life. After high school, I went straight into the Marine Corps, and I served from 2008 to 2013 with an honorable discharge. During my stint in the Marine Corps, I volunteered at a hospital in Okinawa, Japan. Now, Okinawa, Japan is one of the interesting places, most interesting places in the world, and the reason for that is because it is one of the oldest populations per capita that's, that live in the world. I've never seen, and I can tell you this from personal experience, more 100-plus-year-olds in my life than when I was in Okinawa, Japan. And I've been to many places in the world. That made me start to rethink how we treat people in our health system in Western medicine. And I realized that the main difference between them and us when it comes to medical treatment is that they treat the cause. They try to treat and be proactive before treating symptomology and being reactive, as I like to call it in medicine. It's one thing you'll notice your doctor does is if you have high blood pressure, your best advice you're probably going to get, odds are, and this isn't my experience, hey, you need to work out, you need to eat healthy, and you need to take this medication. Now, the problem with that is it doesn't actually prevent the cause, whatever the cause may be, whether it's mental, physical, or spiritual. And I do believe there is a balance between all three, which is why I talk about these subjects. Okinawa is very good at being proactive with meditation to deal with stress and whatever is the main cause of the stress, how to deal with that stress, whether it be family, whether it be business, whether it be a spiritual issue that they're having with their belief system. They try to spearhead the problem before it even really causes major health issues. And I think that's one of the major reasons why that sets them different from us. There's also theories that their nutrition and the amount of food that they eat every day with the minerals that are on the actual island itself and in the water and everything else does help their physiology and helps their organs function. I'm not too sure about that, and I'm not going to get too too in-depth with that, except for maybe at a later date we'll do that at, an, at another topic. But that's just part of my experience. After my time in the Marine Corps in 2013 when I got honorably discharged, I went straight into college. I currently hold an AA in biology, and the reason for that is because I'm interested in becoming either a DO, which is a doctor, or osteopathic doctor, doctor of osteopathy, which most people don't know, or a psychiatrist, which I know is totally left field and the complete polar opposite almost. reason for that is I have a minor in psychology at school, which is why I'm interested in both subjects. Now, when it comes to DO, a lot of people don't know what a DO is. Again, like I said, it's osteopathic doctor. Now, osteopathic doctors, what they do is they believe in the treatment mentality of mind, body, and spirit, or mind, body, and soul, because they believe in a holistic approach to actually treating the human being and the person and trying to find the root cause of the illness, not just tracing the symptoms to treat other symptoms. 
MDs, they're not bad people. Those are your average doctors that you see all the time. Those are your doctors of medicine or medicine doctors. They treat your body like it's a machine almost. You know, if your arm's messed up, why is your arm messed up? We don't know, but we're going to give you this medication to help out that arm. The one benefit to MDs and the why, they're, why they're so awesome when it comes to the health fields is a lot of times they specialize in certain functions of the body or certain systems. And that has a great benefit on a knowledge base as a specialist to treat extreme illnesses and try to figure out why that actual system is malfunctioning. Now, DOs, on the other hand, they take more of the holistic approach, again, like I said earlier. And with that, I think that's more akin to Eastern approaches to medicine. They try to be as non-invasive as possible in the beginning and kind of step up their system to see what the response to the actual diseases are. And I think that's more effective or at least less damaging the quality of life than other avenues of like surgical or things like that that could be taken by a doctor that believes in a mechanical organism. All right, after school or during school, because I'm still working on my bachelor's degree, I decided to become a private security officer, funny enough, which that's from my military experience mostly. And I decided to become a massage therapist. A massage therapist because the DO, they do a lot of physical manipulations. So all in all, I'm a ninja by night and a healer by day. That's just kind of how I roll. But as a massage therapist, just a little side note, part of the reason why I got interested in the musculoskeletal system is because, and it kind of blew my mind, there are easy treatments that are very quick to help people out when it comes to massage therapy. Like I can actually stop tension headaches. I've done it before. If you look up trigger point therapy and look at how it operates, it's a very interesting subject. I've helped people with sciatic issues and made those diminish or completely go. I've helped people with tension headaches. I've helped people with frozen frozen shoulder syndrome. Sorry, I can't talk right now. And that's my approach. And I found it super informative and highly effective at times. So that's just why I talk about what I talk about when it comes to this podcast about mind, body, and spirit. And the warrior obviously comes because I was in the Marines. So if you just want the answer to that, there you go. Now the subject we're going to talk about today is actually meditation. And I'm going to give you a short meditation to go into in the next segment so that you can try to center yourself and de-stress. Thank you. Meditation. Thank you for holding on, guys. And now we're going to talk about that subject. So according to the National Institute of Health, and that's NIH.gov, meditation has been shown to improve pain, high blood pressure, irritable bowel syndrome, ulcerative colitis, anxiety, depression, insomnia, smoking sensation, and other conditions. Now, with something that has not really been proven, and the reason why is it's because it's hard to do a double-blind study with meditation. You can't really say, like, hey, you're going to meditate, and then later on you're not going to meditate, but you're going to try to meditate, but you don't understand you're meditating. So it's very difficult to get that golden standard of, of medication, medicine, and study, because that's what it's meant for. It's meant for medications typically or taking some kind of external substance. But when you're doing something with your brain and your breathing and your physical self, it's very hard to prove without a shadow of a doubt that meditation works as well as it does. 
However, many studies have investigated meditation for different conditions, and there's evidence that it may reduce blood pressure as well as the other symptoms that I, that I listed off or ailments. Now, what's cool about meditation is there are so many forms of meditation. There's too many I can count. There's walking meditation. There's guided meditation. There's focusing on a single object kind of meditation. There's the thing that yogis do, you know what I mean, meditation. So if you want to get into this, which I highly, highly recommend from personal experience because I've used it to really curb my clinical depression into just every now and again kind of depression and the way I've done that is by being able to see the signs and being present in my mind, essentially, of when I'm being in a depressive state or when I'm beginning a depressive state. So I think it's highly, highly important for uh, you, the listener, to try this. And it's called a practice for a reason. So when people have a meditation practice, I guarantee you, you're not going to be perfect at it. I've been doing it for eight years, well, since 2000 and. 2010? 2009. No, 2010. I've been doing it since 2010, and I'm still not perfect at it. And I have a long way to go and a lot to learn. But how I started off is I started off with guided meditations. Essentially, I went on YouTube, and I popped my earbuds in, and I, I looked up, you know, just guided meditation for sleep or whatever. And when you pull that up, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of videos are going to uh, turn up on that search. What's cool about it is you can click through, and if you don't like the way the person talks or the person is bringing you into the meditative state, you can just skip them and go to one that you want to actually listen to and you enjoy. Um, there are people on YouTube that do it for a living, so try to support them if you can because they do have some really cool ones. So what we're going to do now is... With with your permission, obviously, um, I'm going to do a really, really quick guided meditation. It should only take about a minute and a half to two minutes. It's going to be super simplistic. And it's if you have time, it's basically just going to clear your mind real quick and get you to just come down and get a little bit more relaxed. So if you would like to start, you can sit down or lay down, either or. I don't know if you're at work or wherever you're at. Uh, if you're driving, please don't do this, obviously, for... Uh, common sense reasons, but I have to say that just as a disclaimer, if you're operating machinery or anything like that, please don't do this meditation. Obviously, stay in focus and do what you're doing. But if you have time to relax and you have time to stay away from distractions real quick, just get ready to tune in, okay? So what I want you to do if you're lying down or sitting is to close your eyes. And while your eyes are closed, I want you to take a big deep breath in through the nose. And exhale. I want you to take another deep breath in and exhale. And one more time, please take one more big deep breath in. Fill up those lungs all the way down to that belly. And exhale. Now what I want you to picture in your mind, and just imagine it, is there's a light in front of you. A very bright white light. And you can feel the heat radiating over your entire body. Like a summer's day in the sunlight. Now as that sunlight and that heat penetrates your arms and your legs, 
It first starts at your feet. Your feet start to melt and relax. And as you go up to the upper legs, those start to melt and relax. That heat goes all the way into your abdomen and your lower back and heat and relax. The light goes into your upper chest and the rest of your back and you feel heat and relax. Now you feel that warmth into your arms and shoulders and all the way down to your hands and your fingertips. And you just feel release and heat and relax. Now as that warmth climbs up to your neck and really drops that stress away and you just feel heat and relax. Now you'll feel the warmth engulf your entire head, forehead, face, scalp, and even the sides of your head. And you feel heat and relax. And as you view your entire body and your head, you'll feel it's all nice and relaxed and ready to take on the day. And as you take three more breaths in, so breathe in. And exhale. And feel the energy start to return to you. Feel yourself start to become more awake. Another big breath in. Picture that light entering your body, starting to make you feel more elevated and ready for the day, but calm. And exhale. Take that big final breath in. Feel that light go in. And exhale any stress that was bothering you before. And on this last exhale, you can open your eyes and feel how relaxed you are. So that was just a short example to show you guys and girls what meditation can do for you. It can lower your blood pressure. It can make you feel calmer. If you're having a stressful day, it's something you can prepare for <clears throat> and try to cope with any kind of stress that enters your life before it becomes an issue. That's most important here. All right, guys, listeners, girls, thank you so much for listening to Mind, Body, Spirit, Warrior podcast. I will be talking about any kind of subject you guys want. And you just get drop me a note, drop me a sign, and I'll try to try to talk about any subject that you guys care to speak about. If I don't see any of those, I will just keep going through and hitting subjects that I'm interested in and topics. And throughout my research, I'll give you guys more information. Uh, meditation's just a topic that I hit today. I can go further in depth with it, and I may very well. Or we might do guided meditations throughout the podcast at differing times so that you guys can just tune in and, you know, kind of just let go of the, the stresses that you have to deal with. But I look forward to seeing you guys again and hearing you guys.
This concludes the Mind, Body, Spirit Warrior podcast with your host, John Kelly. Thank you so much for tuning in. You have a wonderful day.